Welcome to The Observer Effect, a podcast of travel stories. Each week, we hope to bring you a conversation with someone we meet overseas and at least one good story. Episode 61, The Future You, Boston, where Kenneth asked Borges a question. Among the questions this podcast has set out to answer are who goes certain places and why? What drives people to leave their home temporarily or long term and move to another place? What are travelers looking for? I walked into the Nobel Museum in Stockholm determined to have no preconceptions about whom I might meet. Both the cobblestone plaza outside and its dim interior bustle with foreigners like me. And it could have been anyone. But then, well, I turned and just outside the gift shop met a... Professor of Astronomy and Physics, Boston University, doing physics for the last half a century. And does that show in your appearance? <laughs> Don't I look like a professor? <laughs> I was going to say, you have a beard. You look the hey, same here. I'm a professor too, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, now I teach online. Uh, but I used to teach at DePaul University in Chicago. Yeah. What's your field? English, literature. But are you, so you're an assistant professor there for a start? No, no, I was an adjunct there. Yeah. <laughs> but I was an assistant professor in Korea. Where did you do your PhD? I, I didn't do a PhD, so maybe Sorry, I shouldn't say. So back, I shouldn't so, say. So back to your blog. <laughs> you said but, you but have wait, s- I, said, oh. I, I have to say, you do have great hair also. <laughs> it looks what, like... Whatever's left. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, so the next thing, can you describe where we are? Can you describe we're in, what we see right now? We're, we're in the Nobel Foundation's headquarters, where they have a little museum on the first floor. It is quite small, isn't it? It is much smaller than I thought. There are no, essentially no objects here, which I'm, I didn't realize, just pictures of the winners. Yeah, they, I mean, there, there are... are few, no, there are a few artifacts, few, but very few, few artifacts. But not much. Yeah. yeah, it is quite small. But it's very interactive. That, that's the thing that impresses me. You but, can, just the, but just these half a dozen kiosks in the center. Sure. Right? I mean, and they have some docents lecturing to people. Sure. What were you picturing? I would have thought they'd have a lot of artifacts from various winners if, if they had chosen to put their artifacts here in physics. Not the uh, linear accelerators, not, <laughs> not CERN, but you know what I mean. Some, do you see anything here? Uh, I saw Marie Curie's, uh, one of her devices in the yeah. theater. There's Wait, a few things. You said in the theater. There's a theater here and a theater here. And but there are just every so often. There's objects. Uh, in the other theater. Let's walk over there. Okay. I am sorry. What happened? Oh, okay. This is good uh, drama for the episode. And there's yeah. more back here. Guess what? I didn't move. I, I was going to just came in the other side. Oh, yeah, I, I had the same reaction. And there's a little room devoted to Nobel here, with the will. Okay. Available. Yeah, I'll, so. wi- I'll wind up. Well. Yeah, so. we can wrap up and then. You no, no, but I'll. 
no, I'm going to come back. I, I just, so in a nutshell, you, you had some questions, then I'll tell you why I'm here. Well, yeah, so uh, just before I started recording, you said something very uh, so, significant. Why did you come here? I, I just got to Stockholm yesterday and staying in a little hotel nearby, and I walked up just to see what was here. And um, I went into the store just to see what, what they had in the shop. I mean, I was coming very briefly. It's yeah. one of these things where we were planning to come back, actually, tomorrow. Yeah. When there's some time. Yeah. I went into the shop. Did you go in the shop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything interesting? Be uh, honest. Uh, there were some books by authors I didn't know. Yes. But any objects some, that interested you? Uh, the postcards, I want to send one to my niece. I got a few postcards, yeah. Aung San Suu Kyi, you know? <laughs> I asked them, I asked them, which is the most popular one? They said Mandela. Yeah. And uh, a few other, let's call them I, so, so. MLK, I think, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, you asked them the same question? Uh, no, I think I overheard you yes. asking that, yeah. And so, but I got Einstein and... Right. Or <laughs> trading, and just, just some heroes of mine. So, um, I poked my nose in here. It was probably about this... A little earlier yesterday. Didn't see any interesting things, objects. Yeah. So there's something that I recently invented and it's being sold. And I said, I'll take it out and show it to them. Yeah. They all fell in love with it tomorrow morning at nine o'clock a meeting with the with the manager <laughs> and we're gonna I could show it to you. And uh, they're gonna sell it. And I said, I'm only doing it because it's the Nobel Foundation as well. Yeah. I'm not gonna get a Nobel Prize, at least they can sell my so if you if you want to know something, I'll show it to you in a second. But want to hear something novel? That's novel. Let's go so back to what your normal questions are. Well, yeah, I'm I'm curious. So, so the normal things are, as I said, I can show you. Lots of my friends have Nobel prizes on my thesis committee. Colleagues, they're up there. What does it feel Physics. like to come and see their faces? I see them all the time anyway. <laughs> it's a little strange because some of them deserve it and some don't. Let's not get into that. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, compared to Einstein or Pasteur, you know, everybody's down here. Well, we'll give it some time. So, know, you know. so um, I just wanted to see what was here. I had no preconceptions. Um, now, it's crazy. They didn't say, go over here. So I'll come back tomorrow and spend some time. Well, I'm curious. What role does this prize play in your life? I mean, is, have, has well, it been something you've thought about a lot? Everybody does in physics. Of course, I would imagine. That's not so much that you start doing physics so I can win a Nobel Prize and be a household word, because how many of these people are household word? Right, right. A dozen? Right. And even right, in your right, field. Right. Do you realize that, let's say, <laughs> you don't think any more or less of T.S. Eliot because he hasn't, do you know what I mean? Right. It's irrelevant, right, especially right, in your right, field. Right. Uh, I, I don't know, does you care about Brodsky, more Pastor Manker. Right. And the greatest writer of the 20th century, they never gave it to. Who's that? About a dozen. That, well, oh. uh, you want to start at the beginning? Tolstoy? Yeah. Dosti Dostoevsky? I know. You, I know. <laughs> you, you were an English major. You picked your 10, you, you think of the 10 greatest. Yeah, yeah. Mark Twain li lived until uh, yeah. 1910. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They missed the greatest. They, uh, I don't it's know, fantastic. Anyway, in Faulkner, but I don't think they uh, gave it. Uh, I, don't I, don't think, I don't think Joyce got it. No. So, <laughs> so, to me, a hero of mine is uh, Jorge Luis Borges. Wonderful guy. I spent a day with him. I'm in a book with him. It's a book called Conversations with Borges at 80. So, here's God. Okay, to we're we're going to have to talk about that in a second. So, okay. to me, he's one of my heroes because he wrote about what I call philosophical fiction. Yeah. That is, the ideas are the important things. Yeah, so, yeah, the yeah. Garden of the Forking Paths yeah. and many others. Well, 
Um, every year it goes by, and then I didn't give it to him, and finally, you know, he dies. Yeah. I understand there's a lot of politics because they viewed him, your world viewed him as right wing. Yeah. <laughs> Which he was not. He was just a neutral guy sitting down there, you know, as a librarian, or whatever. So, um, one of the guys up here who wanted in physics wanted for something called um, complexity. Hard to explain, and, and I'd have to elaborate a lot. Ken Wilson. Brilliant physicist, Cornell. He's uh, was he involved in Interstellar? No, he's not no, that one. No. That was someone else. Well, I mean, the ones someone, yeah. uh, you try to confuse astronomy guys like Brian Schmidt and so forth. They're just regular guys who should sure. have gotten it. But um, don't put that up in the water. It's a nice guy. His advisor should have gotten it. It yeah. happens a lot of times. But yeah, anyway, yeah. sometimes the student should have gotten it, but in this case, his advisor should have gotten it. Who's a friend of mine? Anyway. No, Interstellar, okay, yeah. no, never I mind, mean, Freeman Dyson wrote a lot of crazy things about okay. <laughs> interstellar travel. Sure. Other than that, I don't know about no, never mind. Anyway, so Borges would um, miss year after year. So one year when Wilson got it, I wrote a letter to the New York Times saying that, well, um, it's gone on for, say, a century now, and he's could have gotten it for the last 20, 30 years, but didn't. Yeah. And... Um, in the year in which complexity uh, wins the Nobel Prize, it really is a shame that that year he didn't win it, that's what I wrote. That's ironic. And then I said, um, but you see, as in his great story, The Garden of the Forking Paths, where the world splits at every moment into every possible logical possibility, so they all do play out, except that they're an infinite number of parallel universes, as in the Borges story, and many physicists quote this one. It's one of the interpretations of quantum mechanics, and I said, so, okay. And I listed what I considered, and you would. Yeah. If you pick the ten greatest, none of them got it. Yeah. And you and I would agree, Tolstoy yeah. should be one, yeah. Dostoevsky should be one, and Mark Twain should. Yeah. Then we can we go down from there. Right. So I said, well, it doesn't matter. Because in an infinite number of these other worlds, he did. <laughs> anyway, that's, a, that's your English side. So back to physics. So, I was just curious to see what was here. As I say, I, yeah. I'm, uh, one of my best friends will win it this fall. That's awesome. Um, I wants. guarantee it. So you can you can put it on your blog. His All name right. is Ray Weiss. He's going to win it. All right. For if you follow the newspapers for something called gravity waves or gravitational radiation. It's been yeah. everywhere. If you were if you're alive in the U.S., you would have seen it in the New York Times or Time Magazine or anywhere. Yeah. So with any luck and any justice, Ray will get it this fall. Um, anyway, just wanted to see what was here. Yeah. And then uh, when I go in the store, I said, eh, I don't have anything interesting. So yeah. I showed it to them, and they said, yep, and they're going to sell it. So I, I'm just going to do it because, you know, Why not? it's as close Why not? as I'm ever going to get to a, to a Nobel Prize. Yeah. Well, get to sell something. You want to see what it is? I'll show you something. Sure, sure, sure. Just have a little table or something. Yeah. But here's something you couldn't have expected. I don't know how often you do these interviews. I've got almost 50 so far. This will be different. So you ran into this wacko physics professor. This is great. You're going to have to describe what you're doing and, and what this is. To the extent that you want to. I don't know if you want to broadcast it too much. It's up on the web. So you've got a little pouch, uh, leather, leather kind of pouch, sure, or casket. Yeah, that, that's just so I can carry it around. Yep. And, uh, so there's little there's pouch. a series of pouches inside the pouch, and it, opening it, them up. And so here you are. Looks like a mirror. Looks or a lens. like a mirror. It is Con a mirror. Convex. 
Concave. High school physics. <laughs> and on the back it has the name of an object called. Can you read Greek? Uh, let's see. It's the phi top. Okay. Phi okay. is the symbol in mathematics for the golden mean. I thought, the, thought that was R sound. Oh. Gamma. Phi tor. This is the phi. T O P. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's not good. Because if you're an average English professor, an English major, and you don't get it, it doesn't matter. It's in jokes. Here it is, an object. Okay. An aluminum. What do you think it looks like? Uh, it's an ovoid. Not bad. Ovoid is wrong. It turns out to be not an ovoid. Okay. That's the shape of an egg. But I'm, okay. I'm impressed that you know the word ovoid. It's, it's, it's close. Like a, it's close. It's proate ellipsoid. Okay. <laughs> it's a different mathematical shape. It's a regular shape. <laughs> Anyway, so it's a, an improved version of what the chickens do. Okay. Uh, it, it's it's uh, it's an ellipse. It's, it's ellipse. It's, it's, it's mirrors. It's a mirror, mirror surface. Mirror surface. It's a solid aluminum. Okay. Yeah, it's solid aluminum. Yep. Okay. You put it down on the mirror, and spin it around. Stands up. Wow. Wow, it's right. They have the right reaction. Everybody has the same one. So did they in there. So I invented this uh, a year ago, did a Kickstarter, you know what Kickstarter is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a success, you can go look it's, it up. It, it was wobbling at first, but it's gotten very still. It's still spinning. It is. But it'll, it's stay almost up, it'll stay up for six minutes if you, oh if my you gosh. do it right. <laughs> Not doing it perfectly here. Do the and materials impact? Absolutely. So it has I have to be a certain I, material. No, I have it in brass, I've done it in stainless steel, bronze, yeah. plastics, every size. But I settled for many, many reasons on a certain size and material, all the boundary conditions. So anyway, now it will settle down, and just want to show you one other thing. There's many other fun things. It involves both physics, friction, gravity, mechanics. Right now you're seeing, you see those uh, elliptical shapes of the lights that are yeah, above yeah, us? Yeah. Those are called Lissajou figures. They're an important thing in... Um, you can see them reflected down there. How do you spell Lissajous? L-I-S-S-A-J-O-U-S. Okay. So in electrical engineering um, and, in, and in art, that's the basis of an object called a harmonograph and many other things. And I don't have, and unfortunately, I don't have the time. I, because I, Could seven, I ask? 7.30 was my deadline to, to go back and meet them. Could all, I ask or, just two more questions? No, no. So anyway, so <laughs> I'm looking forward to them selling it. And when you come back here, I'll look for it. you'll see it in their store. Anyway. <laughs> How's that for a weirdo story? That is fantastic. So my podcast is about how travel changes people, and I never know what people are going to tell me. I, I'm, I curious, would, yes. well, I, I'm curious, uh, just generally, because I'm thinking about travel and travel experiences, how they impact people, change people. Travel is a form of education. What about in, in your own life? What role has travel played well, in forming your ideas? or? Well, you're asking sort of for a scientist kind of naive question. You understand we travel all the time yeah, yeah, to yeah. meetings. That's why I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I just gave a lecture at a conference <laughs> north of Helsinki <laughs> about art and mathematics. Fantastic. What does that have to do with the price of eggs in China? And after this, well, we're going to Copenhagen, but after that, I'm going to uh, Barcelona to a meeting on visual perception. So now I, I just have to ask about meeting Borges. Did you travel to meet him? No. Did he come he, to you? <laughs> well, he came to Boston. Oh, my gosh. He had come to Boston another time in, in, in the 60s as, the, as a prestigious lecture at Harvard called the Norton Lectures. Uh -huh. And um, 
he even wrote a story about it. Yeah. Uh, he wrote uh, when he, he visited. I mean, he wrote the story, let's say, late 60s, early 70s. And uh, he wrote the story how he was sitting down on the Charles River. Do you know Boston at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived there for a year and a half. Okay, so he was sitting <laughs> along the Charles on this earlier visit when he was still had some sight and all. And he writes the story about, it's called Borges and Me. And it sounds familiar. It's in the collections. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he talks how he met his past self. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they talked, and he. It's a nice story. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Just to make sure you know what the story is. So, um, he was invited back, <laughs> this time not to Harvard. I'm a professor at BU. So, he was invited back by a well known Spanish professor at BU. And, um, this guy and I are very good friends. Who's that? Uh, his name is Rudy Cardona, but I mean he's a Spanish literature professor. Sorry, not an English professor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spanish literature. And I've I mean, been living he, in Spain this year. Oh, but I mean, but you know, he's, Borges is not as big, I think, in Spain. If you want to. Mean. No, 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 no. So anyway, um, Borges agreed. He comes to Boston. This was in 1980. Uh, but it turned out at the time that at BU. And for other reasons, there wasn't really the, just the right kind of lecture hall. Because they wanted to have, and now we get into it, the literati professors kind of interview him. So there'd be Wait, a, you said this is at BU? Yeah, just a minute. We okay. were the hosts. In, which university? Boston University. Your, your university? Yes, I'm a professor at Boston University. Uh, I didn't catch that before. Oh, My yeah. wife went to BU. Oh, we'll talk about it in a second. Anyway. Well, if you want to walk along with me afterwards, sure. i got to get back sure, to my sure, hotel. Sure. And, and, so... We can walk in. Yeah, but let, let, let me yeah. just now say that I just, I'm sorry to drag you out of here, but they're, they're going to be open until 8. Oh, eight I'm, I'm more interested in this. <laughs> this is what I came for. Well, this is, yeah, but you're actually, you're traveling, and so you get a weird old thing, but you could have gotten back to Boston. It's true. So we're walking outside the museum now into this beautiful plaza. Put this way back down to this street here. So, back to Borges. So in 1980, Boston University. So Boston University invites Borges to give a, um, a lecture where he would talk, but would be interviewed by famous Spanish literature professors, including, in fact, uh, one of his translators into English. Oh, wow. So, you, you know what these people are like, because you're used to seeing them. <laughs> and uh, uh -huh. they're more interested in the comma than the subject. <laughs> Is that okay, saying that's sure. an English person? Sure. So, um, but, Rudy, knowing that I loved Borges and uh, was very interested in the ideas, and I had explained to him that we in physics quote Borges a lot for various reasons, I could tell you in a minute. But anyway, so here's this, and they held it over at MIT in the very room. <laughs> I'm an MIT product, and I used to teach there and so forth. The very room where I first learned physics was the left. So, Borges comes, and before that, we go to dinner with him. So for me, it's like, Oh my God! I'm going to dinner with God. If you know yeah. what I mean. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so, and by then he was almost completely blind. He could only detect light, and yeah. sort of light and shadow, not. And he was traveling with his companion, who would you know help him get around. So, 
there was a dinner for the professors who were going to be interviewing him and him. And I happened to, I can show you a picture of this in a minute. And yeah. so, um, and we talked about, just as a side, just a quick thing, we talked about how he, his role in physics. And I wanted to know whether he had ever read any physics, any popular science, anything. Could he have known about certain ideas, yeah. like what we call the many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics? Yeah. And he said no. Never read any popular science. He didn't remember stumbling on articles that could have been in, on, in the press in yeah. um, Argentina. And I even asked him about another famous Argentine writer. Did they talk? Because that guy did know science, because I corresponded with the guy. Yeah. But no, no. He, just, he had <laughs> philosophical ideas, but they happened to be parallel to physics ones. Yeah. So then this event starts, and you know, Professor Schmendrick says, Tell me why did you use iambic pentameter? You know what I mean? It's that, that horrible academic stuff. Yeah, yeah. So then I get to ask him my first thing in the public, and I said, um, Borges, um, you wrote uh, the story, Borges and me, about this previous visit to Boston. And I said, and you met the, Earl, the previous Borges, and you talked. I said, well, <clears throat> have you met the future Borges? <laughs> and if so... <laughs> he must have just cracked we'll, a smile. We'll, and I said, if so, will you tell us about the meeting? And guess what he said? He said, yes, I have, and I won't tell you. It was Borges. It was, it was, the whole audience went berserk. You know, it was fabulous. Oh my so gosh. he really is Borges that way. Thank you so much to Kenneth for talking with a total stranger and for so long when he was in a rush and for sharing his miraculous object, the Phi Top, which, by the way, you can find online, not only in links on our webpage, but on his Kickstarter, where you can lend a hand getting it off the ground. At the very least, you should check out the video of it spinning endlessly on our Facebook page. And when you go to the Nobel Museum yourself, look for the Phi Top in the gift shop. A special thanks to Dana Boulay for her music, as always. All this talk about Nobel Prizes put me in mind of Hemingway. He once met his idol, the Basque writer Pio Baroja, in 1956 and said to him, I deplore the fact that you have not yet received a Nobel Prize especially when it was given to so many who deserved it less, like me, who am only an adventurer. <laughs> <laughs>